Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with fitness and life coaches, the couple, Chris and Tiffany Owen. This couple is on a mission to empower people to radically transform into their best version. With over 20 years of experience in the health and fitness industry, Tiffany is a voice for those caught in a vicious cycle of self-sabotage. Through her experience as a trauma survivor, she offers hope, strength, and instruction, sharing her victories to help warriors in waiting revolutionize their minds, bodies, habits, and goals. Chris put the brakes on his construction career to coach as well. Together, they have a great story. Enjoy. At any rate, thank you so much for taking a minute out today. I'm looking forward to delving in to your world and what makes you work. And I think I'm getting to a point where I don't want to ask this question anymore, but I think it's applicable because we all went through such a time. How did you get through the COVID period and how did it change you? So I've been listening to some of your interviews and that is your question. Um, and I've been thinking about that. That was like an amazing time for us. Oh, yeah. yeah right. We, Thrived. We um, built a business that just really thrived during COVID. Um, we have four kids, and they're great. So we didn't mind having them home. I don't. You might feel different. Well, You're, you might feel different. Well, yeah. COVID was. I was in construction full time at that time, and so that was considered an essential job. And it seemed like everybody and their dog had a project going on. I mean, we were just covered completely up. I mean, you, there was so much work. It was incredible. But the materials problem, that was a huge, huge problem, getting materials, supplies, workers. And so that was the part that really was a challenge for me. So when we started our coaching business, it just... It just so happened that I was burned out with construction at that point that when when the coaching business took off, man, I jumped in on that full force and kind of slowly retired for a little while from construction. So I went from being a stay-at-home mom. I've been in fitness for 20 years, but I went from being a stay-at-home mom to making six figures pretty quickly. And he was able to just be like, okay, peace out construction. Yeah. So he didn't have to do it anymore. It was truly a blessing. But with that being said, it was also a major, I don't know, after a, t a turning point for us as far as my mental health and kind of what I wrote my book about. So I remember during that time period going to Lowe's or going to Home Depot and it was like they were giving away free things. The whole parking lot was just full because everybody was like, what are you going to do? We're all going to be at home. This is our sanctuary. So we better get it looking good or do the things that we didn't have time to do before. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, I'm amazed too at how much coaching has exploded. I mean, it used to be kind of one of those things, maybe, you know, I'm in, I'm in my early fifties. So I remember you would hear about coaches in the nineties, but it was only something that the rich people got, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then now it's just, it's, it's a part of, I think our, maybe all of us hit this point in our lives where we want more or mental health is important or uh, just a collection of everything. We know we're not here long and we saw the mortality flash before our eyes for a few years. Yeah. 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 Connection. People want true, authentic connection. hundred percent. And yeah. that's the other thing is connected as we were, because I'm sure you're from the generation that if this would have happened in like 1985, <laughs> we would have had tape decks, <laughs> bad VCRs, no, no FaceTime. You know, I mean, all of this is like Jetson stuff right now we're dealing with. Yeah. 
but yeah. we still needed the people. We needed that human connection. Yeah, so. it was great. I think too with the, the the health coaching business, we really had a lot of fantastic mindset resources. So it just really hit at the perfect time because we were doing a lot of personal development at that time, which was timely because there were so many people they were just really having a hard time. So I think that's what helped us so much is we were just, we were really communicating a lot of hope, you know, because I think that the, the four basic needs of your followers are trust, compassion, stability, and hope. And that's what Tiffany and I have really been pumping out for a long, long time. So I think that's been super helpful for us. So how did you meet? How did how did this union begin? And how did you decide? Because it's a big like, for instance, my wife is a I, I'm, a, I'm an IT guy by day and she's a teacher. So we work together. And I remember in the beginning, it was like, oh, when do we say anything? And how does this work? And how do you coexist with your partner? So tell me how you met and how you decided across this bridge to be business partners. This is the best question you could have asked. Um, so I, I'm a survivor of PTSD and, and abusive relationships. And so my abusive marriages started at age 18. And by the time Chris and I got together, I had been married three times and divorced. I had two kids, um, eight and three at the time. And yeah. he tells our story amazingly. There we go. <laughs> but it is unique and totally a God thing. So we first met 14, 15 years ago at uh, what I like to call group therapy on steroids. <laughs> so we went at this to this event called Discovery and in Dallas. And so it's basically you're going into this event one weekend out of the month for three months we go to this event and we're solely working on ourselves. Right? I was there to save my third marriage. And I was there to save my first marriage and myself. I knew that I had a part in that. And so we went to this event. Before you go into this conference room at, this, at the Doubletree Hotel, there's a, a waiting area and there's a row of chairs. And Tiffany's sitting probably, I don't know, six or eight chairs down from me. We both showed up early. She kept checking me out. No, I'm kidding. When she was, <laughs> she was see, that's how it happens. Yeah. Not, not yet. She was looking at me and I was looking at her and I just had this overwhelming sense of, man, I know this person who, how do I know her? So she finally gets up and says, Hey, I think I know you. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm sitting here thinking the exact same thing. So we tried to figure it out and and we never really could put our finger. It was just a strange, weird, mystical connection. So we go through the event, no flirting, nothing like that, because I was there to work on me and my marriage. I truly wanted to save it. And she was doing the exact same thing. But we were grouped together and I noticed that she was never really paying you know, attention, not really going all into the event. That was one of the big things. Go all in, right? I was the only one picking up on her BS and I would call, I called her out on this. I was like, Hey, you know, you're not going all into this thing. And she was like, you know what? Thank you for seeing me. You're the only person, even the facilitators weren't picking up on her lack of, you know, commitment to this program. So, so fast forward, we go home. Cause he, he likes to get. Oh, I can tell. Yeah, I like, it's good. I, I understand. 
Okay. I'm a talker. No, it, it's it's great. So we went we went home. Um, my marriage did not make it, and unknowingly, I didn't know that his his didn't either. And about a year later, well, hold on, you're missing some parts here. Okay. So in this program, you're connected to each other with an email system, right? And so my job, I was elected large group leader over this whole thing. There was like 96 people in our group. She was one of the small group leaders. So my job was to check in with them to make sure that they were doing all of their things for the next session that was going to happen the next month, making sure that she was going to be able to get her people to come back and stuff like that. So that's really all the the communication we had. So we had this email group and because that's how you did it back then, right? You 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 all had, had these email groups. And so fast forward a year, she got divorced. I got divorced. My cousin's wife, I had been single for about a year. She, she recommended that I start Facebook. And I'm like, I don't give a crap about Facebook. I don't want to. She goes, you'll meet some girls. Just get on Facebook. You, you've been single for a long time. So I jump on Facebook. Well, lo and behold, back then, Facebook would go into your email account and oh, yeah. send a friend request on your behalf. Yeah. Well, she pops up as a friend request. I'm like, oh, I remember her. She's smoking hot. And so I was like, yes, I will be her friend. <laughs> so I check her profile and I see that she's single. Well, I don't know how Facebook works. So apparently I wrote her this message on her wall for all the world to see. <laughs> oh, like, oh my gosh, you're single. I am too. It was all caps. All caps and like a million exclamation points. And, and uh, <laughs> so he's about two and a half to three hours away from I me. used to live in North Texas at the time. I was in the Dallas area. Yeah. So, uh, we went back and forth messaging. He came to visit me and we knew right away that we were supposed to be together. And yeah. um, six weeks later, six weeks later, we got married. But during that time, I was really working on me. Yeah. I knew that I had a role to play in the devastation of things in my life. And so I was like, you know what? I prayed a lot, too. And I remember about three months before we 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 actually got reunited on Facebook, I had a vision and a dream of a girl with black hair, blue eyes, tan skin, but I never could figure out who this person was in this dream. Yeah. So we fast forward to our first actual re-encounter, right? I, I drive all the way to Longview. It takes me about two and a half to three hours to get there. We are at her little duplex or townhouse. The kids were in bed and we were sitting in front of the TV and we were just embracing each other. Nothing sexual, nothing like that. And I immediately was brought back to that vision and that dream. And I was like, oh my God, I hope you don't think I'm cheesy, <laughs> but you are literally the girl of my dream. And she's like, no, I actually believe in that kind of stuff. And I was like, really? Oh, this is awesome. And so. So the cool part is, and then we can move on. This is an amazing story, but <laughs> we, we did not have sex before we got married and we wanted to do it right. That's why we got married in six weeks. And okay. I can tell you, it, you know, considering where I've come from with my background of abuse and trauma, I didn't realize how important that was to build trust. 
Yeah, I so no idea. as Christians, we believe that, you know, you, sh you shouldn't have sex before marriage. And I had screwed up plenty of relationships doing it my way. Yeah. And I made a I made a deal with the Lord. I said, hey, I'm going to do it your way. And I just hit my knees one one morning and I just told him, hey, man, I don't want to ask you for anything. I just want to tell you how I feel. And I said, I'm lonely. If you got somebody for me, that's cool. If not, that's cool, too. And immediately I felt a cold rush of wind overtake me. And it was like, that's what God was waiting for. For me to just kind of surrender that to him. And then bam, here comes Tiffany. And so we just knew immediately. You know, you hear that story all the time, but it genuinely was a euphoric feeling when we when we connected. And I was like, this is weird. I've never experienced this before. So So we had twins um less than a year later. I got pregnant in March. We got married in December. So I was a stay-at-home mom for about eight years to go back to your question about working together. And so I've been in fitness for about 20 years, but I wasn't actively working at a gym anymore. So when this coaching thing came along and it was all done virtually, it's my gift. And I just thrived. I've coached about 1400 people in the last four years. It's been such a blessing. And I don't think that you realize that it was kind of your gift too. Yeah. And we've had some really tough moments, but we have figured out our role and and sometimes it changes but there were a lot of hard moments where we thought we might not make it yeah if we were going to make this business work in all honesty yeah but i i knew that that she was destined for greatness i i just knew that in my mind i i i think she's a ferrari right but she was grabbing the 10 speed in the garage and driving that thing all the time and Wondering why she couldn't get anywhere. I'm like, well, honey, you're riding around on your 10 speed. You're a freaking Ferrari, but you got to shuck off all of this crap and stop playing the victim. And you've really got to step into who you were created to be. And that's, you know, a Ferrari. You're made for greatness. And so this coaching opportunity, like she said, it, it really opened up a lot of doors for us and, so our mission is to just really empower as many people as we possibly can by sharing our story, being vulnerable with people and just sharing hope and giving them the tools, not just telling the story, but Tiffany's really brilliant in developing a system that works really, really well to help people. Through fitness, community, mindset. So like there's more than just the workout. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the strength of this business is going to be based on the strength of you two, because you're, you're running the, 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 the business. Absolutely. And, and what you want to do is create these moments for your clients where they, the light bulb goes off and they realize things and they work on it. So I'm going to turn the tables on you. What was the moment that you two had where you realized something about each other that you, you didn't realize because you got into business together? Hmm. Want to go first? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I can say, like, I've always known that he loves me, but like his belief in me, I can see it when he looks at me. I can feel it when he talks to me. 
So he is constantly cheering me on. We like to say he likes, he manages my emotions <laughs> sometimes, but I didn't, I, I don't think I, I knew that, but I didn't feel it. My head and my heart were not connected. Yeah. And so by working together and constantly growing to be a better leader and live a congruent life, I'm able to connect my head and my heart. And now I, I feel the love and the belief that he has for me through this coaching together. Yeah, I, I think she just needed the right tools, you know, like so I'm a carpenter and I've got a big trailer outside that's full of tools. But those tools don't work unless you plug them into the right power source. And so Tiffany just needed that thing, you know, to just unlock that greatness that I already knew that she had. She's really great at motivating, really great at connecting, really great at empathizing with people. We just needed the right vehicle. And this coaching opportunity, that was the perfect vehicle. And so I knew that it was going to work. I, hopefully I'm answering your question correctly. Um, the feeling that we get when, when we see somebody else have that moment, they're like, yeah. And so I was like, this is it, Tiffany. This is what we're supposed to do. What did you learn about me? I learned that Tiffany is way stronger than she thinks she is. I learned that growth is always on the other side of the suck. Yeah. That I've also learned that what truly what we focus on expands. And so if we focus on loving and serving other people, then the how works itself out. And like I said, we just needed the right vehicle. And this was the perfect opportunity because we, we really do long to serve people and help them unlock the greatness that's already inside of them. But so many people are held back by, like Tiffany, the trauma, uh, abuse, all of those things. Addiction. So Addiction. I'm, I'm in recovery. Too. Yeah. So we can peel back those layers. Man, there's so much to every single person. They just don't realize it. Just we feel like we just get to help peel back those layers and they get to step into their greatness. So if let's let's go back to this dreamland. If you two had a dream tonight and you ran into each other in your 20s, and you could give each other a piece of advice based on the wisdom that you've gained in your life up to this point, something that you feel like would mutually benefit each of you without maybe knowing each other, but just being people that have some premonition of the future. What advice would you give each other? You want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of like when I first met her, I would just, I would really lean in and just tell her, Hey, look, don't give up. Like, I know I can sense that there's a lot that you've had to go through in your life, but it's kind of like the letter you wrote to yourself in your book, the little girl version, just, Hey, it's going to be all right. Keep going. Mm -hmm. There's, you are destined for so much more, but you've got to endure. You've got to outlast the temporary. Yeah, that, that was mine. Um, keep going. And we like, we like to say, what you tell me, give yourself permission to think differently. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Be open and curious with yeah. the growth mindset. 
and embrace the obstacle as the way. Yeah, that's good. Right on. So everyone out there has a perception of you as a team, as, as a coaching unit. And, you know, there's all these perceptions that we have of each other. So ultimately, at the end of the day, you're the driving force behind that. You're the one that's leading this image. So what? who do you think you are as a unit helping people? What is your perception like deep down that maybe they maybe people don't people don't realize maybe all the clients they know you in these certain lights but ultimately at your core who are you what are you that would probably be our i am statements that we do every day because that's yes we speak and declare over ourselves so so there's a tool that i write about in my book and i have all of my clients do it and um i've been writing a declaration paragraph for two years, every single morning. And it, it has statements in it. Like I am positive. I'm joyful. I'm confident. I'm empowered. I'm highly favored. I'm a warrior. I'm limitless. I'm wealthy. I'm an impactful leader. Um, I'm the dominant force in my life. Everything always works out for me. Those kind of things. And I, I believe that to my core and, and I try, I live it out loud every day to give those suffering in silence hope yeah Yeah. i I would say that that we constantly are working on becoming the best version of ourselves. even on the days because everyone has them that they just suck but i would want people to know that we're constantly contending to be better versions of ourselves so that we can better serve other people. And even on our worst days where we just don't feel like putting one foot in front of the other, Tiffany and I still get up extra early and we still do all of the things that we we prescribe for people that follow us. So we recommend having, this is good advice for any listeners, at least three power promises. Those are three promises that you can do even on your worst day to honor the commitments that you've made to yourself. And with that, it will help you love yourself a little bit more. And it's as simple as making your bed, um, Mm. drinking all the water you're supposed to drink. Um, What's one of yours? Mine is uh, having my quiet time, my prayer time and meditation. I'm not me without that. Yeah. And then writing my paragraph every single morning, even if I don't feel like it. So Power promises are a really big deal for us because those are things you can do even on your worst day. So let's say there's someone out there that's on the edge that is is either watching this, listening to it, or have known of you or have thought about coaching. And you have a minute, a very, a very, or a very short, like tweet, so to speak, 140 characters to convince somebody to make that move and to reach out and to start something and to get into coaching. Hire you. What are you going to say to them? I think uh, today's 40-day circle the prayer thing, get your feet wet. So I would say that what I believe that holds most people back is is they're getting ready to get ready. They're constantly thinking about, well, I've got to get all my ducks in a row. Well, if you're constantly getting your ducks in a row, you've got miles of ducks stacked up before you actually will make any 
any real action. So I would say don't worry about the how. Don't be trapped in the tyranny of the how. Do it scared. Do it scared. What we need the most, we resist the most. So if if there is just a little voice in your heart saying that you need to do something or make a move to get to become a better you, listen to that. Don't question it. Rip the bandaid off and do it scared. Because what do you have to lose? Right. But you have everything to gain. Yeah. So many people are looking for a sign to happen before they take action. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like anything, like when you have a, a child or you buy a house or you make a big thing, you, you're never a hundred percent. I mean, you're just not ready. You're never ready for anything. You yeah. know, it's just the unexpected nature of, of life. You just have to go in and, and hope for the best. But sometimes with coaching, you need help. You need somebody yeah. to kind of lead you along the way. Um, Everybody needs a great coach. We have yeah. hired a coach for everything, and it is the best investment that you can make in yourself. Well, that that reminds me of a story uh, when Tiffany and I first got married. She wanted she wanted to have kids right away, and I said, "Let me pay my truck off first. And she was like, "Well, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard." <laughs> so, yeah. We Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. So let me ask you this. If anyone wants to pick up the book, hire you, learn more about you, reach out, how can they do that? Yeah. So my book is called Wounded to Warrior, How to Participate in Your Own Rescue. It can be found on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Walmart website. Um, on Facebook, I am Tiffany Owen and Instagram. Instagram coach Tiffany Owen. LinkedIn. And I'm on LinkedIn too. Yep. I'm real easy to find. Um, I can give you the link to my website too. So, and I think I have that already from okay. the yeah. uh, from the program. I'm, I'm real easy to find, and I have a, a form that you can fill out on my Facebook page that will connect you to me, and yep. we can see if I'm a good fit. Okay, excellent. Hey. Thank you. Well, I was just thinking about coaching. You know, the Chiefs wouldn't be anywhere without Andy Reid. We needed that. They need the coach. That's right. Right? That's right. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for your story. I love the tandem things. I, hopefully you discover a little bit about yourselves and, and together. So thank you for your time. Best of luck with everything. I appreciate it. Thank Great you. question. Thank, thank you, that was, you yeah, so that much. That was fun. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Music